Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Before this hour is done, and Jason and Dan take you home, they're only on for uh, two and a half hours. The Wolves taking on the uh, woeful... Detroit Pistons, although that woeful team beat the Wolves at Target Center when it was kind of rock bottom, baby. I still wish we had that audio, Mikhail, saying rock bottom. Um, Wolves have uh, have won some games since then, uh, most notably the Denver Nuggets, right now the favorite to uh, represent the uh, Western Conference. Many, many things might change. So the Wolves in action, 6-10 with Alan Horton, 5-30, Cal Soderquist with the pregame. So nine hours of entertainment from Jason and Dan smashed into two and a half hours. I think at Detroit, I think at two of my absolute favorites, who I was lucky enough to uh, work with in different capacities when I was with the Wolves, Greg Kelser, who is – just an amazingly kind uh, individual, and he's still a great analyst on Pistons TV. And then Dwayne Casey, who is simply as nice a human being as you're ever going to meet. And he got totally screwed by the Wolves here when he was fired at 20 and 20. And uh, I hope Case gets some talent. So Wolves and Pistons. So it's Wolves Wednesday. Before this hour is done, Chance for a pair of Wolves tickets. And also, before this hour is done, chance for you to win a pair of Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks tickets. Peter Greenberg, very, very successful as CBS's travel editor. You see uh, Peter on uh, CBS. You've heard Peter for years right here on WCC Radio. And considering what took place today, it makes perfect sense to have Peter on the air with us. We thank Peter for coming on. He's on the uh, John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. By now you've heard pain, uh, planes stuck on the ground for hours and hours, thousands and thousands of flights canceled. The computer system, which everybody seemingly is called the antiquated computer system, notice to air missions Tuesday uh, generated alerts, and that stopped flights from uh, – taking off again until 9 o'clock our time. Peter, it's a pleasure to chat with you. Um, how soon do you believe it's going to be till we have a clear-cut understanding what happened? 
Oh, we have a clear-cut understanding of what happened already. You had a system failure of an antiquated system that's over 30 years old that, to give you an idea, you call it notice to air missions. The original name for it will give you an idea of, of how, bad, how far back we go. It was called notice to airmen, and they decided to be more politically <laughs> correct, and they're now called notice to air missions. It's yeah. been around for a long time. It's, a, it's essential before a plane can be dispatched to give the pilots real-time information on conditions and hazards at the airports they're flying to, runway closures, construction, taxiways that are blocked, things that they have to know before they take off. When that system failed this morning, a little bit after 4 o'clock in the morning Eastern time, and it failed in a big way, that's when the FAA did something that's almost unprecedented. They ordered a ground stop of all departing planes for the the whole country. And the last time they did anything close to that, it was actually more severe, of course, was 9-11 where they not, sure. they not only delayed the departures, nobody was allowed to land either. Okay, Peter, uh, to the surprise of no one, the opposition party from the White House, in this case the Republicans, are saying, hey, we've all known this, why haven't changes been made? And I think it's uh, very reasonable if the Democrats were in the opposition party, they might be saying the same about a Republican as president. So how legit is it over the last, if this is antiquated, then we're talking last 10, 15 years or so, where major improvements should have taken place. Why hasn't that happened? Well, you look to the FAA, which has nothing to do with Republicans or Democrats. It's the way they're structured. And it's not going back 15 years. It's going back 30 years. Uh, The FAA has been trying to update their systems, at least they claim to be, for the last 30 years, calling it next gen. Somewhat ironic because they've been waiting so long, they've gone through two generations, and they haven't done it. <laughs> and, and the problem is Congress can allocate money, but the way the FAA moves, they take such a slow time in testing and approving a system that by the time they actually would implement it, that actual system would be outdated already. We're talking seven or eight years. So what happened today hopefully will serve as a major wake-up call for Congress and the FAA to do what they're supposed to do and have been supposed to do for a long time and start implementing a system, which even if they did it today, we're a year away. Um, and not only that, it's not just the system. There was no redundancy. There was no backup plan. So when it went down, it went down. How is that possible, Peter, when we're talking about, you know, hundreds of thousands of people traveling, billions of dollars, driving our economy, that we don't have a backup system if people knew this needed to be replaced 30 years ago? That's right, and that's both Republican and Democratic administrations. Um, yes, for it's sure. about where they want. Out, it's about where where Congress wants to allocate funds. The FAA has always been understaffed and under resourced and under budgeted, and that, by the way, takes it's manifested in so many other different ways that really do affect big safety issues. Now they're going to have to figure out the real role of the FAA. Is it their job to enforce and enact regulation and safety, or to promote the business of aviation? And it better not be the latter. So um, let's see what happens. So should this be taken away from the FAA if they have not been able to implement this? Should another branch of our government be in charge of this? Well, well, remember, the FAA reports to what? The U.S. Department of Transportation. That's Secretary Buttigieg, who's taken a rather aggressive approach, and I think a good approach, to basically calling them on their stuff. Um, Same thing happened after the Southwest meltdown. Um, the, mm-hmm. you, can, you can fully expect the U.S. DOT to come in with a large proposed fine against Southwest Airlines. Um, and that's going to be uh, otherwise known as an enforcement action. And we're, we're seeing a, a much more proactive U.S. DOT 
uh, since uh, since Biden took over. And I think that's a good thing for passengers. Beyond that, remember, there is no passenger bill of rights. It does not exist. Uh, it doesn't exist because that goes back to 1978, an airline deregulation, which basically said nobody could regulate the airlines. Now, some states have tried. You know, New York State passed a law, a passenger bill of rights. The governor signed it. And the airlines took the uh, took the uh, uh, took them to court, and guess what? The, the, the airlines won; they prevailed because the, the the states don't have jurisdiction. So it really falls into the lap of the DOT to come up with rulemaking that can give us a clearly delineated, detailed bill of rights to let us know what the airlines' responsibilities are as well as our own. Number of questions still for Peter Greenberg. He's given us great stuff. He's CBS's travel editor about air travel coming to a halt today. So because this was not on the airlines, it was this malfunction. If I was on an 8 a.m. flight, and by the time I was able to get on a different type of flight, it's 4 o'clock, uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, hypothetically, am I getting any money? Are the, do the airlines bear any responsibility at all? In this situation, the answer would be no, because this is outside of their control. I'll give you the converse. When the Southwest Airlines debacle happened, you had airlines that were canceling maybe 5 or 6% of their flights because of weather. Southwest was canceling 70% of their flights, clearly not weather. It was an operational problem under their control, and that's why they're going to get fined by the, the DOT, and that's why they're writing about $400 million in reimbursement checks this week to the million passengers who were disenfranchised. You've laid it out very well about what hasn't happened. And you talked about an aggressive approach from Pete Buttigieg. Let's say we have this conversation one year from today. As somebody who lives this every day, do you think we will see tangible plans in place and approved with a new system? Or is this just going to get pushed to the back of the line like it has been, as you've laid out over the last 30 years? Well, if history is any indication, you've already answered that question. I don't really think we're going to see it within the next year. We could see it if they really move quickly within 18 months. One last thing. Uh, Pete Buttigieg came out fairly quickly in the administration saying this was not a cyber security threat. And it seems like it was not. Were you okay with the timing of how they came out? With that, considering the, we've we sometimes learn later that it may have been a cybersecurity threat when initially not in this case, but in, in other areas when it didn't appear to be uh, at the onset. Well, let me put it another way. If it had been, they would have done a much stronger, uh, you know, lock. There would have been no planes allowed to land. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that they were telling the truth. Because uh, remember, if it really had been a cyber attack or a serious hack, they would that that ground stop would have applied to any plane flying the United States, and we would have done a repeat of 9/11. Peter, thanks for the great information and thanks for your flexibility. We'll reach out again. Anytime, thanks. Peter Greenberg, travel editor. People have known about this for three decades, and we haven't improved it. And again, the Republicans are taking their shots today. And just be honest. Be honest. If Donald Trump was serving his second term, you don't think there'd be Democrats who would be saying the same damn thing that Ted Cruz and others are saying today? It's embarrassing.
that's something, let's just go with this, the lives of all of us who fly, let alone the trillions of dollars of commerce. And expert after expert that either you've read about today or you just heard Peter Greenberg or, you know, we've had Mary Schiavo on so many times and we probably will another time, have all been saying, we've known about this, we've said this, and nothing gets done. Here is another example of why, the to me, and you can push back at 651-461-9226, where the extremes of both parties drive me nuts. How in the hell have we not come up with this new process when, as Peter Greenberg and others have said, this is 30 years behind. Yeah, nothing's going on outside of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people flying every day, millions flying every couple weeks. But no, we'll just push it off. You want to doubt government? To me, this is a prime example. And oh, goody, because it was a system that shut down. If you just got uh, bleep today and maybe missed out on vacation or missed out on travel for business, you got no money coming your way. How can you not be ticked off? Jump in. What do you want to say? about this fiasco. Good luck if you're traveling the next week or two because it, uh, it's it been interesting, to say the least. 651-461-9226. That is the number. 651-461-9226. Hmm. As I said yesterday, that's my clue. Hmm. 25 past two, Chad Hartman here on CCO. Our friend, Rena Sargenopoulos, unavailable at 1235. But then we probably, well, to be honest, we would have bumped her. So it's worked out better. Rena making her uh, regular appearance at 235. Maybe it's possible that Rena is just done with Harrigan. And... She just made up an excuse, and then when she found out Harrigan wasn't going to be calling her, all of a sudden she's available. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Happy anniversary, by the way, to the Harrigan family, and best, best, best wishes on an important day today. We're talking about what happened and what didn't happen in the air today. How for hours all travel was shut down because this antiquated system, which is Peter Greenberg laid out, has been antiquated for decade after decade. It did what so many people feared. It stopped working. And to me, this is another example of how government, um, we, we still can do some uh, remarkable things. But, man, can we fall flat on our faces on essential areas. Like, hey, I don't know, let's update the air travel system. 
And let's look at the billions and billions and billions and billions and the budget, which is trillions. Maybe we want to spend a little bit of money in this area. And Democrats and Republicans need to own this. If if I see some other reporting where it shows either party is uh, pushing back strongly and slow this down, I'll report it. But come on, we've had Democrats in the White House, Republicans in the White House. We've had Democrats running the House and Senate. We've had Republicans running the House and Senate. And not a damn thing has happened. What do you want to chime in and say on this? And this is an incredibly important topic. How about just safety? 651-461-9226. Among the texts coming in. Healthcare. Aviation, mental health, education, post office, transportation, housing. Does it ever feel like so many big systems are so antiquated that fixing them seems impossible? Yes, it absolutely does. Let's just look at infrastructure. To Biden and a certain number of Republicans in the Senate, to their credit, we finally passed an enormous infrastructure bill. We need to pass more of those bills in the state of Minnesota. We certainly have enough surplus, don't we? But look at look at what we do see in other countries regarding infrastructure and how far we fell behind. So... Add that to the antiquated system of healthcare and aviation and mental health, and it's just such a long, long list. This texter has absolutely nailed it. Mr. Cook has informed me that a man who clearly was right in the middle of the Carlos Correa negotiations, and as the new sheriff in charge of the twins, Joe Polet, he is going to join Jason right at the start. So, a lot of Correa talk already. You heard the press conference at 11.30. We had a uh, late switch. We thought we were having uh, Derek Falviana turn out to be Thad Levine. Levine was excellent. Then we had Scott Boros on, agent for Carlos Correa. All that. Is the podcast up, Chris, or are you efforting that podcast right now? Are we in the efforting business those those podcasts are up and uh they are live you can hear them in their entirety you can hear them uh as part of the entire hour whatever you prefer uh, they are all up there and on demand as we speak beautiful so anywhere you get your podcasts you want to use odyssey go ahead you want to use spotify uh apple uh the show is up there chad hartman show i'd love to have you sign up and as Chris said, he's doing it just like Dave does on a regular basis. Segments, half hours, hours. You take your pick. Uh, the winner is Terry. Is that correct? Yes, Terry uh, Stemper Ter- from Forest Lake. So congratulations to Terry. He's uh, his wife is going to be very excited. Very, very excited. Rena Sargentopoulos is after traffic and weather on CCL. Rena is here. As always, she's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Can I offer up this theory that 
when you initially said no and you couldn't make today work, you were just tired of Harrigan. But then when you found out Harrigan wasn't working today, and so you wouldn't be forced to engage in idle chit-chat off-air or listen to his nonsense on-air, when you found that out, you were in. Is that a correct theory? Do we think he's listening because... No. I I don't think he listens. (laughs) Most of the time he's doing the show, so... Okay, that's oh, probably accurate. Yes. That's yes. probably accurate. Um, I did accuse him of being off today to clip coupons, which is probably not far off the mark. He he is proud of what a cheapskate he is. Well, you know, everyone has something they want to aspire to. <laughs> everyone has a skill. What was it? Ten bucks so he and his wife could sit together on a plate and he wouldn't even pay for that? Or he did at the end, reluctantly. I mean, he wasn't happy about it. And it was $10. She knew what what she was getting into. We think. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Have you met her? Have you met her? Uh, her? I have not. Her own wealth? See? Yeah. It's possible. It's possible Lindsay's being held hostage. I, I don't know. We might have to check on that. So can we talk babies and having babies sure. and some numbers changing in this country? This data has just come out today. Let me give you some of the headlines, and you uh, tell me your thoughts. Just over half of women under 45 are having babies. Just over half. So here's more of the data. 2002 to 2019, women in the ages of 15 to 44. Let's just hope, as an aside here, we don't have a lot of women 15, 16, 17, 18 having kids. But in this 15 to 45 category, one child dropped from 60% to 52%. The figure for men in this same category dropped from 47% to 40%. So when you hear that initially, you're not surprised, you're surprised. What what stands out when you hear that, that, let's be honest, more men and women are just not having kids? I'm not surprised at all um, for a variety of reasons. And I've actually done a story on this before because, um, you know, we have an only child and it's not how I would have wanted things to go, but it's what turned out to be you know the case for me and we ended up doing a story about how there is a rise in people having either no children or only one child and some of it is by choice some of it's uh, fertility issues Uh, a lot of people are choosing to get married later so they're having kids later and that was the case for me i was 43 when my daughter was born like the chances of me even having her were, were slim to begin with and so um, it was not a surprise that we weren't able to have another, but um, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. And it's got a ripple effect too, Chad, down the line, right? So you, we already have not enough people to take the jobs that we have now. If Correct. Population is yep. getting smaller. Imagine like when some of us get older and the population below us is working. There's not enough people to even support the Social Security program. Well. So we're, we've talked the last uh, few weeks off and on about double standards, men versus women. And, you know, Jamie, because is a good friend. And Jamie does not have 
a biological child right now. Her fiance has a son, and they have a fantastic relationship. And Jamie has shared with me over the years because sometimes people are just so vicious in emails, where emails which she's received about this because she doesn't have a, a child, or even individuals, and she's been blunt about saying it's more women than men at times, who would just give a look like, oh, oh, you don't have a child. Like there's something wrong with someone. And guess what? Men don't get that look or those comments one twentieth the amount of time that women get. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, Jennifer Anderson has gone through this, and she's been very vocal about how hard it is where people think there's something wrong with her because she didn't have a kid or a relationship that didn't work out. Somehow it's her burden and her cross to carry. Um, and it's just not, it's just not fair, you know, and some people just weren't meant to be parents and that's okay. I don't know. I, I just, I, I do feel for women because again, I had a child late and so I can't tell you how often I was asked, Oh, do you have kids? And people don't mean anything yeah. by it. They're just making conversation. But you know, for someone who's sensitive about that, that's, it's hard because it's an it's an expectation that exists for women that doesn't exist for when men necessarily. Yes, I mean a lot, and most meant it decently. Some meant it differently. You're right. Jennifer Aniston has almost become the face of this, um, even with all her success. Because oh, by the way, let's just stay with women here because they have faced the scrutiny significantly more. If a woman decides, you know what, my life's great. I have kids in my life. I see friends of mine, and they have kids, but it's just not my deal. You know what? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Now, can I envision my life right now without my kids? Well, I can't, but I had my first kid, and I love him massively. Hunter, it's still the most memorable day of my life. April 5th, 1995. If it turns out that Kathleen and I couldn't have had kids and my life turned out differently and I wouldn't now have dated Carla for eight years and have Mike in my life, so I have four kids, yes, it's hard for me to envision this, but I know people in my life who are successful, who are satisfied, they're happy, and they don't, they don't have kids. They don't have to be placed on some island where we isolate them and we question what's wrong with them. The, the leper island of yes. non-children. One, no, one I last item on this I totally time. agree with that. Yeah, yeah. One last item on this. The men are now having their first kid at 26.4. Women are giving birth for the first time at 23.7. I am I would have guessed it was, sig- I mean, multiple years older than that oh, on an sure. average. Wouldn't you? I would have said 30, 20, let's say 29, just because. Um, that was me. Just I was 29. There are plenty of people that, yeah, that's, that's, to me, feels like more in the middle. You know, I was way on the other side, but most of the, people that I know that are my daughter's age, they're about 10 years younger than me. So you're having people that are having kids in their 
early to mid 30s. I feel like that's kind of the average age right now of people having their first children even. Yep. So 29 would have been what I would have said. I feel like I know a decent amount of people. I know so few who are having kids at 23. That's that's why this uh, those numbers surprise me. Okay, let's get to... Well, that's uh, an average, so, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know about that. Flawed. Uh, so not only did... Yeah, <laughs> time to question the study. Not only did air travel come to a screeching halt, but road travel in this state for about four hours, borderline, came to a screeching halt. You're on the CARE 11 Super Morning Show, Sunrise now, for... <laughs> few more weeks you told us you're getting up a little past two uh i don't think jeeves the limo driver's picking you up you're you're no. driving in what was your drive like today at like 3 30 in the morning yeah i left my house at at 3 15 and it thankfully there's hardly any other cars on the road but it right. as long as you were going straight <laughs> and you didn't have to turn <laughs> or break or make any sudden moves it was okay but yeah it was it was an ice skating rink and it proceeded to get worse as the morning went on i think until the temperature kind of went up but both those stories kind of collided uh this morning right about the same time and you know to we're dealing with this traffic and schools are starting to shut down and then all of a sudden it's like i'm sorry did you say Air travel in the entire country has come to a complete halt. The last time I remember that was 9-11, and that's the only time in my yeah, life I remember it. that. So it, yeah. it was a very eerie feeling this morning to say that out loud. Like, I felt like it was much bigger than maybe people were taking, it, than they were receiving it as. But, man, oh, man, I can't believe they were able to even get things up and running that quickly. It is. And we had uh, Peter Greenberg on. Uh, from CBS, the travel editor, and he's pointed out that, and I saw other people saying a version of the same thing, that people have known this system was done, okay, hanging on for decade after decade, and nothing was done. And that's yeah. absurd. I mean, it's just absurd. That's an example where you look at our government and you're thinking, this is something that, most importantly, as I said earlier in the hour, the safety of individuals in the air. How about we start there? Let alone what it means to the economy. And if you know this is the problem for president after president, I want texters blaming the Democrats. Okay. Why wasn't this changed under Donald Trump? Why wasn't this changed under George W. Bush? It didn't just happen. It's been discussed from party to party, and they've completely failed. What did you first think when you heard, though? Because i got to tell you, the first thing I thought was, we've been hacked. And that, to me, is scarier than the reality of what happened. Like, our own failures is one thing, but, like, someone else on the outside coming in and being able to control our systems like that was, like, terrifying to me, that thought. Maybe I was influenced by the Southwest fiasco, but I thought, you know... What happened? And then I even asked Greenberg this. Were you surprised how quickly a cyber attack was eliminated? Because we've had a few of these stories where a report comes out quickly, 
that it was not a cyber attack, and then later further information. Sometimes, and I get, listen, a lot of people thought like you, wait a second, what could this be? And there's a strong temptation for valid reasons to calm everybody down, but do you have enough information? Well, it turns out all the folks at Air Safety Arena have known that this system was barely hanging on for the last multiple decades, so they probably saw probably said, well, this was inevitable, and this is one of the times this happened. Right. So we'll see if any uh, progress takes place. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, I guess I do, that it's not cybersecurity. The next time I'm flying, uh, get the thing done. Thank you for your flexibility today. Have a uh, fantastic day. And, uh, oh, very Minnesota. Very. Look, now you're doing the morning show. You betcha. You betcha. you betcha, don't you know. Get, get some lefts out there. All right. Talk to you okay. soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Rena Sargentopoulos on uh, CARE 11. Now, for another month or so, 430 to 7. What else do we have coming? Yeah, one more good nugget for you. That's coming up in moments here on CCO. Good 2 o'clock hour for you if you're trying to win tickets. We just gave you a chance to see the uh, Wolves. We have a winner. Earlier, we gave you a chance to win Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks tickets. So you think we're done? No, we are not done regarding Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks. Those tickets will once again be available tomorrow. Uh, in the uh, At some point during the show, not telling you when. Might be early, might be late. You got to stick around. Uh, tomorrow, DeRussia is back with us. Jason's going to join uh, his show. I mean, kind of a surprise. He's going to join his show. That seems to make tough, sense. Drive time with DeRussia. Tough booking. I'm glad you got that. Uh, yeah, DeRussia tough guy. booking. He's good. What are you paying yourself to come on the show? <laughs> I actually have an endorsement deal with myself, which is remarkable. But Oh, wow. No. You know what? Chris, you can just turn the music down since it's just going to transfer right to Jason, so we don't even have to have the music in the background. <laughs> I mean, you're just going to chime in, so we just pot that down. Uh, Blair Anderson, retired St. Cloud Police Chief, is going to join me in studio for the entire hour tomorrow. You've got Joe Polat coming up. That's an excellent booking. Both of these shows, we are really doing a great job, i got to tell you. We're amazing. I mean, there's no doubt we're it's true. Speaking of amazing, here you are. I will be listening. Have a great show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.